This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. And this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly presentation, public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me is the founder, the head, the grand high poo bob of the Goodwill <laughs> Theater. Naima Crajan, Goodwill Theater, the Shore Family Firehouse Stage, everything artistic and good that is in the beautiful village of Johnson City. How you doing, Naima? Hi, how are you? Good to talk to you. <laughs> I'm doing fine. I, I have not taken the, the hit between the eyes that the arts and all my good friends in the arts community from opera down to community theater and everything in between took over this past year. How have you guys been faring over in Johnson City by the uh, the SUNY pharmacy school been there before the pharmacy school but the goodwill theater and the old firehouse how have you guys made out for this past year how's it been going you know we we have been thank you for asking we have been surviving we did a great deal of um, self-examination we dove into our data thinking that you know this was going to be a short thing but it, it was good that we did that and then we had to lay everybody off for a while and um then we were able to bring people back so it's it's, it's been a roller coaster, um, absolutely no question. And we also started to uh, film some things. And I do want to mention that uh, the four short original musicals with Broadway performers who came up here last uh, September, um, all of those four films are available on our website anytime anybody's bored and wants to watch some really good singing and, and some interesting uh, projects that uh, people put together. And then we also um, filmed uh, Spoon River, which is an hour and a half. Um, the, the other musicals are about 15 minutes, uh, but the Spoon River, which is filmed with all local performers, that's about an hour and a half. And you can, you know, watch part of it, take a break, watch another part of it, you know, it's at your leisure. And those are available all the time. So we're we're real happy to to have those available to people, but you know we're we're also um, experimenting now with some online virtual live performance, even though it's uh, virtual. And then we're going into some real life live things um, at the beginning of the summer. So it's it's been up and down and up and down. It's been quite a journey. One of the, the streaming and the things that are available online, I know Tri-Cities Opera did some stuff like that, the museums and, and such have been doing things online. It always begs the question um, about your bottom line. Um, yeah. when, when you're allowing stuff that you just have access to willy-nilly, free-for-all, <laughs> and literally free-for-all, how do, how do you stay afloat when you don't have butts in the chairs and, you know, that kind of stuff? Well, it's, it's very difficult because also your show programming and the things that you do and how many people come to see you also influence donors and also influence sponsors and also influence the people who are, you know, in the foundations and on those boards that make, you know, donations to you. So it becomes, you know, a very um, difficult situation uh, to to keep dollars coming in the door to be able to pay the staff who they have to buy groceries and pay mortgages too. Right, so right. it's, uh, you know, it's a difficult thing. And then even getting people's attention 
it's it's interesting that during this time when there's supposedly nothing to do, it's very, very difficult to grab the attention of our regular patrons because they're so inundated with YouTube and social media. And then there's been, you know, so much um, that they're paying attention to, whether it's political or whether it was everything about the pandemic to just even let them know that we're doing something free. You know, we just recently um, put out a um, a film that's a film of a one-man show that's about, you know, social equity and, and racism, but also about personal development. You know, that's been put out there free. And, you know, just to get a hold of everybody's attention has been extremely difficult. So it's, it's dollars and, and all of these things, of course, they cost money to make. So... You know, you don't film something for free. Right. And and then if you're filming something, I might mention during the pandemic, you have extraordinary amount of rules and a lot of um, things that you have to do to make sure that all of the performers are safe and that the, the you know, the tech people are safe. And so it's a lot of PPP equipment and oversight and extra cleaning and and all of that stuff. So it's. It's been a very, um, uh, it's, it's really tough to, to make any money or survive when everything's virtual. The other side of the card that's kind of interesting with this whole thing is, I'm trying to be the half full person here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that you've got exposure to people who may not be your regular patrons, may not be the people that, you know, go over and explore Corliss Avenue and Willow Street and say, oh, look, there's this gem over here that they didn't even know that the Goodwill Theater or the Shore Family Firehouse stage existed that it could be once post-pandemic that you've gotten yourself some new people that may be coming by. But the trick well, is staying is staying our, alive yes. until then. <laughs> yes, that is our hope. And uh, it's also, I, I have to say, it has been a time for us to be very introspective. And that's good because when you're on a constant roller coaster of, of you know, producing, you know, shows and, and looking at uh, performers and scheduling and always looking forward you're not always looking inward so so we've been able to really take a look at how we market and and how to uh, get a hold of new people and we're hoping yes that people have noticed some of the things that we've done i can say that from the films that the short films that we did on um with prospect theater from manhattan uh, that we gained a, a movie just wrapped and they uh, they filmed the whole thing for an entire month of of uh february in our space so you know the word is getting out there and, and they those people were from la so they all flew in for this glorious winter we just had <laughs> yeah. and they, were they here I'm for the three sure. feet of snow really yes i'm not sure what they think of the <laughs> sudden here but anyway they they had a good experience and wrapped a, a movie there and uh so we were able to leave them alone so they could do what it was whatever it was they wanted to do over there so that they you know, had their bubble. Uh, so yes, the word does get out to to people far and wide, and that that's a very good thing. And we're hoping they'll come take a look at us. Uh, but you know, in our time of of looking at ourselves, you know, we realize that you know we need to have probably stronger uh, a stronger presence 
And so we need to perhaps look at our signage and make sure that the building looks fun and open and so that people can come over and, and take a peek. And the nursing school is now open. So that's a whole nother building with a whole lot of students that we want to invite in and the instructors in to, you know, to have some uh, entertainment in our space. And I will say that we have, we're beefing up comedy because we think everybody needs to laugh. Yeah, the seriously. Seriously lean to lead some levity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you do have a comedy show that is coming up. We do. We do. Now, this is virtual, um, and she is extremely popular and extremely funny. For those of you who love NPR, she's uh, been a regular on The Moth. But she, uh, she's a story uh, humorist. So a lot of her comedy starts off as she's telling you a story and that just gets funnier and funnier and funnier. And she's got her Girl Scout cookie caper and, <clears throat> excuse me, Nana versus OJ. And her name is Jen Cober. And she is uh, out of uh, Louisiana. And sometimes, you know, that Southern... A little bit of a southern drawl makes things a little funnier, too. So she talks about growing up in the Deep South, and she's been on, um, oh, my goodness, she's been on uh, The Middle, uh, The Mindy Project, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, she's, she's, quite, she's quite an energetic young woman, but she's, she's really taking off. So she's got um, a virtual performance um, on Zoom on Saturday, April 10th at 7 p.m. and it's $15 per screen. And if you go to firehousestage.org, our new website, we've now separated our websites, make it easier for the consumer. So they just go to firehousestage.org and they can purchase their screen for that night. And it is live and just for the people who will be watching. So people can... Um, if you have dogs that are going to be barking or something, you might want to mute. But otherwise, you you know you keep your um, uh, you keep your screen open, you know, for sound, you know, your sound uh, input, so you can hear other people laugh, and it makes it more of an enjoyable oh, cool. experience. So we're all learning about this virtual world. Yeah, I, yeah, I know when uh, this. I always say when the COVID hit the fan. Um, well, a year ago, I, I'm a, a fan of the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And his first show when he was in an empty Ed Sullivan Theater, it was so awkward. I felt so horrible as you know, a former performer myself uh, that being there without the audience feedback was very, very difficult. You could he was just squirming, even though his jokes were just as funny. It it didn't seem as funny to you in the audience not hearing the other audience feedback, and it must be. And, and people have been talking about this for the entire year, especially for comedians. Without having that feedback, it makes their job so difficult, and you really have to feed off that energy. So this has got to be a, a really a nice boost for her as well. Whatever of these performances that she's done, where she can actually hear an audience reacting. Yes, it's it's. Uh... I, I am not, you know, I don't perform that much anymore, and I certainly haven't performed since this whole thing started. And I, I, but I'm, I'm not a performer that, you know, relies on the laughs, although, you know, as a singer, I, I, you know, want that energy. And that, you know, that leads me to actually, you know, we, we are um, proposing a tent, an outdoor tent for this summer. And I did 
experiment by early on in the in the pandemic when they allowed Godspell to be done in Massachusetts. And I traveled up there because I wanted to see if having social distancing, wearing a mask, and some of the performers were wearing a mask when they weren't singing, you know, and the distance from the stage and the sparse audience under a tent, was I going to feel as an audience member that um, attachment and, and feeling of oneness that you get from an audience uh, when people are clapping or reacting emotionally or laughing, you know, and would I, would I have that feeling as an audience patron? And I was really surprised at how strong that connection uh, between audience member to audience member is, even when there is social distancing, and also how strong it was between the performer and the patron, you know, sitting maybe by themselves, you know, but it's, it's still the experience of live performance is still there, even with um, the, the regulations that we have to put in place for a while, which is one of the reasons why um, we are purchasing a great big tent and we are going to have outdoor performances this summer. We're going to be um, raising our gap funding for this because we've got it almost all paid for. And, um, but we're very excited and we feel that people may just want to dip their toe in the water in the beginning. They may not be ready to go indoors yeah. for a performance. Yeah. But, and so we're not going to ask them to. We're just going to say, look, you know, May, May, June, July, and August, come sit under the tent. You'll be covered, you know, but there's going to be, you know, fresh air, just like if you go to a restaurant and sit outside, you know, if you're comfortable with that and you've had your shot, you know, this is a way for you to start to experience the arts again. And we have lots of comedy and lots of music, all different kinds of, of comedy from a, a crazy Irish leprechaun to the ladies of laughter to, you know, some guys. And, oh, you're going to love this. I've got Johnny Piers and the Muttville Comics Dog Review. I've heard They're of them. rescue dogs. And he brings all his rescue dogs, and he does this really, you know, fun kind of, you know, different dog tricks. And, you know, they do things together. They do things with him. And I think that's going to be really fun. That's in August. So we've got we've got a wide variety of, of things, performers that will be under the tent. And uh, the opera and the symphony um, have also asked to use it, and we're happy to share. Absolutely. Well, I have so many more things we could talk about with things that you've got with expansion and some demolitions and construction and stuff and the future of, you know, whether this is going to be part of the future forever, that it's not going to be just the way it used to be, but also the online components. But, Naima, we're out of time. Oh, dear. Well, we have to do it again. Yes, I guess we will. A website. <laughs> give me the website so people can get their uh, their screens up for the events and find out things that are going on. It's thefirehouse.org is, is where they go. So um, also our box office, 772-2404, extension 301. And um, they go to firehousestage.org. Let me, let me get my, got all my papers here. Um, yeah, firehousestage.org. So F-I-R-E-H-O-U-S-E-S-T-A-G-E dot O-R-G. Okay. Thank you so much for being my guest. And with all your shows, break a leg.
<laughs> Thank you. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Today, this very minute.